Today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online is brought to you by Best Fiends. You've earned your fun time. Go to the App Store or Google Play to download Best Fiends for free. What haunts this abandoned church? Today on a chilling episode of Real Ghost Stories Online, when two young lovers come across a near-abandoned chapel in the woods, their instinct to explore the ominous structure kicks in. But who and what do they find beyond the walls of this decaying old center of worship? What spirits and forces linger in the lights of the broken stained glass? We find out today on another terrifying episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Of course, you can write in at uh, realghoststoriesonline.com. And if you like the show, you want access to all of our bonus episodes, all of the uh, the archive of episodes, the advanced episodes, all of it with no ads to check out patreon.com slash realghoststories or go to our website, ghostpodcast.com. And sign up, get access to all of that. It helps keep us on the air, and we do greatly appreciate it. Tony and Carol Hughes with you on today's episode of the program. What's going on? I want to tell a quick little story. Okay. So yesterday was my birthday, Mm -hmm. and I go to the baseball game here. We have a minor league team, and I'm sitting at the ballpark, and Tony Bruschi sends me a text, and it was so sweet. (laughs) You're like, I just sent you some money. Like, you are like one of my best friends and like my boss, and <laughs> which kind of makes me laugh to say that. But so I'm like, holy shit. I say to my three friends, Tony just sent me a hundred dollars. He said, buy a lot of drinks. <laughs> Come on, I'm buying us around. And I sent you a picture of it. Yep. Here's the backstory that you don't know. Yeah. So I go up at the top of um, our stairs there's a beer vendor right there with tap beer. Yeah. So I don't think anything about it. We're going to that one. And sure. I'm like, I'll have a summer shandy. And my friend gets one and my two other friends go, we'll get the seltzers. And so it wasn't like what size or anything like that. Yeah. So, and then, you know, you put your credit card in, like it's cashless, like so many places are. And so they ask you, you know, how much do you want to tip? Yeah. So I tipped 18% because mm-hmm. I just got $100. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> Do you know how much of four, the four um, beers were? $100. $80. $80. Oh, my For four goodness. fucking beers. Oh, 80. that's crazy. At a minor league baseball game. At a minor league baseball game. And now they were like 20-ounce Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like there was another option of size, you know, maybe. Yeah. And they could have been 24 ounce, which would be like two beers, I guess. Sure. So, I mean, that seems slightly better. <laughs> but when you get one beer, I would like just the regular 16 ounce pour yeah. for a regular $6. Sure. You know? So, it was funny because I rang up, because uh, my friend Ted and I got up there first. And I, I ran my card and I'm like, Wait, it's forty dollars? Mm-hmm. And she goes, Yeah. <laughs> For two beers? Yeah. 
at about that time, the, the other two get up there and I'm like, okay, I got a hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so I could have bought uh-huh. five beers, five drinks. Yes. a hundred dollars. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I know. But thanks because honestly, had it not been for you, We'd have been flat ass, ass broke. <laughs> There'd have been no beers for anyone. <laughs> no. You just walk around the stands and look for people who left their cups and just kind of sip out of that and hope for the best. <laughs> Can I have a sip of beer, beer sir? Oh, please, my goodness. Please, just a sip of your cool, cool beer, sir. God. It was just like, are you effing kidding me? And apparently what's happened was um, the city spent a lot of money to buy this uh, build this new ballpark. Uh huh. Like I think they pretty much gave him the land. Okay. And it's a really nice ballpark. Like they did it up right. Mm-hmm. So it's opening weekend game on my birthday. I love baseball, so we're really excited. And in fact, the tickets were fifteen bucks, and with the extra fees, it was twenty. So the ticket cost the same as my beer. <laughs> Just stupid. <laughs> but. But, like, apparently what they did, unbeknownst to anybody, even in the city, people started complaining about it on social media. And the city's like, what are y'all talking about? And they added on top of the sales tax and the this service fee and that mm-hmm. thing, they did like an 8% fee on top of everything else. For just random 8%. Just because? Yeah, so when you add in the sales tax, which is like eight to ten percent, maybe eight percent. I can't I can't remember what it is here. And then the fees, and then another eight percent. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's I I would expect that more like an NFL game or or an MLB. (laughs) I wouldn't expect that at Wichita's um minor league team. I no. That just doesn't seem right. Tell you what, I'm going to be asking next time I go to a major league ballpark. I'm going to be like, where's cheap beer? No kidding. They'll sell cheap beer anywhere. I'll have to see what that is here at, because our our teams have started up now, and we got a minor league. league Yeah, yeah, we do. I'm curious next time I go there, I'll I'll tell you, I'll report back in what the beer prices are. I don't think I've ever bought in a beer at one of the games, but um, I'll, I'll look next time I'm there. Uh, I was like, shit, I could have gone about two. 12 pack or six packs i mean of a nice beer sure yeah i would have had 12 beers for 20 dollars. yes times five i could add 60 beers for this would have been a great math problem for children <laughs> if carol goes to the ball game and buys one beer and it's you know it'd be great i think it'd be for like 20 dollars yeah. but she can go to the liquor store and buy a six pack yep. for ten dollars yeah Get the kids learning about this early, and then they'll be more prepared. Yeah, do the math. Exactly. How many beers could Carol get at the ballpark yep. versus how many beers could Carol buy at the liquor store <laughs> for the same amount of money? And it don't matter which way the train is going. That's great. <laughs> there is no train in this one. Uh, back to the conversation in just a second. First, I want to thank our supporter today, Best Fiends. I love this mobile puzzle game. You know... Life every day, it's busy. You know, you guys do your thing. I'm doing mine in my world. It's uh, being a single dad full time and then trying to knock out like 15 podcast episodes a week and create new shows at the same time. So it's a busy week. Um, And every once in a while, I just kind of need a moment to 
what would the correct word be? Um, just relax, let it go, deflate. I don't know. I think deflate's probably the wrong word, but just kind of get my grounding again. That's what I like to pull out uh, best beans. Uh, you know, you deserve it sometimes. I was in the car wash the other day playing best beans. I was in the checkout line playing best beans. I was just on the couch playing best beans. And it's fun. You know, a lot of times as busy people, we get fun pushed to the bottom of our to-do list because we got so many other pressing things. But, you know, you need that. You need that every now and then. And it's so convenient just to have that right there, that little bit of free time, that little bit of let yourself go and just have some fun. Check it out for yourself. Uh, Best Fiends. Uh, I am in the upper 700s right now. I don't know the exact level, but I'm in the upper 700s. Uh, and it is so fun. I've been playing this thing for so long, and it's always updated. It's always got new characters. It's always got new levels. It doesn't get boring, which is very nice because a lot of you know things do. Uh, Best Fiends is a free-to-download mobile puzzle game with thousands of exciting levels for new adventures and challenges every single time you play. Plus, there's offline play, too. So you'll never be stranded without fun, even if you lose your internet connection. You got to check this out for yourself. You've earned your fun time. Go to the App Store or Google Play to download Best Fiends for free. Plus, earn even more with $5 worth of in-game rewards when you reach level 5. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. We would love to hear them. Of course, you can also uh, write in at uh, realghoststoriesonline.com and uh, share your stories that way as well. Let's go over to a phone call to uh, start off the program today. Hi, let's hear your ghost story. Hi, guys. I'm a new listener. I just actually started listening two days ago. My name is Brandy. I'm calling from Wapolo, Iowa. I have three different stories to tell you. Um, one's comforting, which one I'll tell you now. I have a scary one, kind of creepy, and then I have just a weird, unexplained one. The one I have that's comforting is my son was born nine years ago. Um, my grandma was a very healthy woman, but she believed in the afterlife. And two weeks before my son was born, she got seriously ill and into the hospital. And she died in the hospital for two days, died from her lungs. Um, before she had passed, she was telling my cousin that she was in fear for my baby. I was nine months pregnant, due any day. And she was in fear for his life and was just so worried about him. And she had died the next day. I had given birth a few days later when my son was born. He had problems with his lungs. They had air carried him out of our hospital and to the University of Iowa, where he was in there for nine days. Um, He's all good now. Kind of weird thinking that maybe she had a part of keeping him safe. And... We always had weird things going on in in our house. We lived in her old house, and my son's room was in her old bedroom. And never eerie, never a creepy feeling. It was it was home. And in that bedroom, my son he never cried. He would cry if we had him in our room at nighttime. But when he was in his own crib at night, he he was a good baby, never ever crying, nothing like that. Um, and thought maybe she was in the room with him comforting him at night where we didn't have to get up 
And then when he got to be about 14, 16 months old, we were sitting in the living room playing with him. And he just stopped what we were doing and started staring into the dining room. Big open, open rooms. Everything was all connected. He stared in the dining room and was watching intensely. It was coming, something was coming towards him. And he was still staring at whatever it was as it entered into the living room. The lights had dimmed down in the living room, which really kind of creepy. But again, no big deal. He watched it go into our room. And then from off of our room was his room. And he got up and followed it, whatever it was he was watching, into our room. He turned around, looked back at us, smiled kept going into the dark bedroom and ended up going into his room and started giggling. We followed him, and all I can assume was it was my grandma. And once he got a little bigger, he uh, seen a picture on the wall, and he says, that's Nana. He's like, yes, bud, how did you know that was Nana? I see her. That's my Nana. And he has grown up by then now you know he's again nine years old we are no longer in that house and we don't feel her anymore but in the house we did feel a calming presence and it was amazing to have her meet my son that I never thought she would actually get to meet thanks guys I'll call back later bye thank you for sharing that uh, experience with us thoughts oh that was so sweet and how, like, that had to have been really scary to have someone say, like, they feel something's wrong with your baby. Mm-hmm. Like, at any point in a pregnancy to have someone say that yeah. would totally freak me out. But then the way that story turned around, it was like, now she's like his guardian angel. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was really sweet. And I like how she said that she was glad that, you know, she was there for him and... And he got to know his nana. It was a good one. Thank you for that sharing. That was really that. sweet. Oh. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number. Now we need a good, um, you know, dark one where, you know, the devil eats a child or something. So balance <laughs> it all out. Or do we, Tony? We do. We do need we? to balance. You got to have the yin and the yang, and it's a better variety for your work day of ghost stories. You just, <laughs> you know, a fresher mix from the You're 80s, right. 90s, and today. And today. That picks you up and makes you feel good. It's funny. I was listening to a radio state. I, I rarely ever listen to the actual radio radio anymore. But what the hell is it? There, there's so many stations that are still literally like saying the line from the 80s, 90s and today. It's like we were saying that in like the 90s, in like the late 90s. And that was 20 some years ago. So it would be as yeah, if because you're just throwing and today yeah, into like this as a blanket plus decade thing. Oh yeah. Almost yeah, almost like two decades. It's just like so it would have been like in the nineties saying like from the fifties, sixties, and today. <laughs> it's like like what? But Actually, that yeah. it would have been exactly the same thing. It's like fifties, sixties, and today. What does that mean? Uh but there's just I don't know. I don't know. I just I think people have just Give it up. Tony, it costs money to get all that shit changed. I know. Keep running the same stuff. There's actually a station. There's a station that I uh, I'm the voice of uh, in in Wisconsin. And 
they we just so you're the guy saying 80s 90s and today well yeah it's called great 98 and it's like I, so and the thing is i helped put this station on the air 25 years ago um and now it's like celebrating our 20 something year it's <laughs> just like i remember like helping like move the transmitter and like finding it that in this building that they were in was just this old shed in a hill and i mean it's amazing and they just recently with me becoming the voice guy on the station they just recently got rid of the things that i produced for them for their their imaging that's the stuff between the songs that i made 20 some years ago it's been running for 20 some years it's funny but the thing is, you couldn't tell because it's like an like a classic hit station. So I don't know. But I think it would get a little and 20 old. 20 some years ago, your voice was just a little bit higher to make you sound like you're sped up. A little bit different. Yeah, a little bit different. But it's like, oh, my goodness. I think it was on reel to reel, too, like originally. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, oh, good time. funny. Yeah, it is. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. to Share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go to a letter. It says... Um, hey, uh, Brewskis and friends, uh, let me uh, share a crybaby bridge story with you. First off, I know that it seems like every area has their own bridge story. Hell, I think that uh, one of your past guests on the Grave Talks even wrote a book about the phenomena. This bridge story is a little different because it's at the bottom of a hill with a very, very haunted cemetery at the top. I'll cover a couple of my stories from there here in uh, just a minute. So, I traveled with two companions, one of which has traveled with me for as long as I can remember. He's a gray wolf, who two different Native American chiefs say is a very powerful companion. The other, I believe, is my grandfather, who has watched over me since his death in the mid-80s. Some friends and I had decided to go out to the graveyard, which, by the way, is in the middle of nowheres, Ville, Iowa, but stopped at the bridge for a quick stroll out. The full moon cast long shadows across the bridge, bringing the creep factor up to an 11 as we walked out out of the bridge you could hear something and i'm not gonna say that it was a baby crying but it wasn't like anything i've ever heard i turned to look towards the car and that's when i say both my grandfather and my wolf companion standing off of the bridge there was enough of a sign for me to note to get the fuck out of there waiting by the hood of the car till everyone else came back after that experience, the cemetery just didn't have the same creep factor, but that's not the end. My wife and I had been dating for roughly two or three months, and us, her best friend, and her boyfriend decided to try our luck at the cemetery. We took out my geo-tracker with the top off because, again, gorgeous night. The story said that if you drove past the gates to the cemetery, that you'd not be able to start your car back up. And being dumb kids, I parked inside the gates. First thing that caught my attention was the fact that we were being watched by several sets of eyes out past the grave markers. Again, dumb kids. We should have turned around at that point, but no, we just had to go on into the chapel. Inside the chapel, there were only about five or six rows of pews and then a wooden platform at the front where the pulpit should have stood. The stories that we had all heard was that there was dark worship that had gone on in the chapel way back in the day. There was supposedly a basement that this all took place in. We looked all around the chapel for some sort of entry into a basement, but could not find one. Then someone voiced the idea that it may have been under the platform in the front. The guy and I reached down to grab the wooden object when the entryway door slammed shut and we all heard a booming voice say, get out. 
My wife was standing about halfway between us and the door, and what I saw behind her I am still not sure about. It was about seven foot tall and didn't seem to be touching the ground. The other guy was the first one to start hauling ass to get out with his girlfriend right behind him. My right behind her. And my wife right behind me. The other couple was scrambling over the sides of my tracker into the back seat. My wife heading for the passenger door and me. I went over the hood and dropped into the driver's seat. The keys were still hanging in the ignition. And when I turned them to get the damn thing going, we were greeted by a click. Another and then another. I let up off the brake and we coasted down out of the gates. And when I hit the key again, the engine roared to life. We were out of there. That scared the holy living shit out of us. And we never went back. If you decide to air this. Uh, okay. Then it tells me about the names of the place and they just don't want us to, uh, to say the name. So we, and we haven't said, I don't think we said the name at all in there. I don't think they even, there was something about Iowa. Cause I was like, that's yeah. weird that the first two stories are about. Iowa. Yeah. It was just, Iowa is all we said, but he has the name of the cemetery here. So we won't say that, but okay. Yeah. But why not say the name of the cemetery? I mean, he didn't do anything wrong. I know. Please don't include anything. Maybe some other people would like to go to the cemetery and see what happens to them. I'll respect like them. I would. I wouldn't do that. I'll respect them and say I'm not going to. Okay. They asked. Like, there's no way. Like, I mean, but the whole thing is kind of like a movie. But, like, the fact that they were all able to jump in and it's clicking is it makes it sound like the alternator but um but lucky luckily they were able to coast out yeah because if not you'd have to be running mm-hmm. although is your coasting really slow and you see like coast faster it's gaining on us there's a uh the cemetery my favorite cemetery the one uh near my hometown called Ryanzi. the gates of Ryanzi um, shuts by themselves at like, I don't know, seven or eight at night. And it's the spirits that close them. Every- no, it's actually it's the timer system that does it. But if you're not out, you're in. And, oh, uh, shit. Uh, and it, it will not open. Um, so there's quite often where police have to be called out there to get it opened because people are not paying there's big big signs right as you drive it they couldn't make it any more clear quite honestly you know gates close promptly at this they do not open if you are you know get caught in here you know you're trespassing after that hour um so no it's um uh, because they've had a lot of vandalism in that place over the years so but i can't imagine i mean I, i think my aunt got stuck in there once um and, and they weren't they were not the type that are doing anything wrong they were just aloof types and we just you they know they were probably it was memorial weekend they were putting all their stuff on headstones yeah it wasn't anything bad but um i remember hearing about them having to get like the police to come and <laughs> and let them out so but you know because i think like stories like that where you hear these these things happen like and then if you go inside your car won't start and then mm-hmm. your kids and you are like well we gotta try that yeah you know right now if you told me go to this cemetery in town after dark and shut your car off it won't start again i'd be like oh hell no i wouldn't even i wouldn't even kind of think about it mm-hmm. but when i was 16 i'd have done it in a second yeah now i don't think i'd, I'd really be signing up for that i'd be like i'm good 
I'll I'll watch the video of someone else doing it. Exactly. <laughs> That's cool. I don't uh, I don't need to prove these things to myself anymore <laughs> that they're going on. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Uh, other day, me and Harper were in the parking lot of Lowe's. I think it was, uh, what, Saturday morning, Sunday morning? I think it was Sunday morning. Um, and we're just getting some stuff for uh, working on our garden. And I, I'm pushing my cart. Uh, and uh, I was kind of like bringing it to the cart corral. And this guy is like just standing there staring at us like just stops and stares and i'm like do you want my cart because mm-hmm. i i couldn't tell if he was like looking for a cart or something and he's like you look familiar i'm like you listen to podcasts <laughs> and he's like i do i said hi i'm tony brisky he's like from the ghost stories <laughs> like yeah <laughs> That's funny because he has to hear you talk about where you live all the time. He's like, yeah. man, Tony's got to live here somewhere close to me. Yeah. And he's, he's like, I heard you lived over in da, da, da. I'm like, yep. And then he proceeded to tell me about a um, a, uh, a a hidden weapons cache uh, that is somewhere out, I, I believe, on his property. He has like 100 some acres out here. And there was an old canning factory out there on it. And if he's listening and I'm telling the story wrong, I apologize. I'm just trying to, I'm horrible at retelling stories. Um, and uh, he said like 50 some years ago, a bunch of kids found him and they didn't want to uh, get caught or get in trouble with their grandpa. So they hit him somewhere else and nobody knows where the hell they are. <laughs> wow. But it's out there, you know, in the, the you know, the weeds you know, of the, uh, the hills and everything. But yeah, anyway, it was neat. It was just, it's kind of funny. And Harper, Harper's like, oh, we have fans everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> At Lowe's. I know. And she's like, we're going to start hearing a lot more of that as our show continues to grow, dad. <laughs> and of course your nine-year-old daughter would say that. Yeah, I know. It's just, she's, she's, yeah. She was uh, she was pretty impressed. She thought it was pretty cool. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number. Let's go to a uh, letter. It says, I've always seen ghosts, spirits, specters. When I was young, I would scare my foster families, knowing too many details about people I could never have met. When I was nine, my mother was able to get custody of my brother, and I back. We lived with her and her boyfriend at the same time in an old house that used to be the servants' quarters for the mansion next door in the 1980s. The home sat back in a canyon against the hill. It was a beautiful home. We were close with our neighbors. We'd only lived with my mom for a few months when one day my mom had to run to the store for groceries. I didn't want to go as I was in the middle of my book and convinced her I would be fine on my own for the 20 minutes she'd be gone. She said, okay, took my brother with her. It was just my dog, Allie, and me now. Our house had an older gentleman spirit who looked after us kids. He was never violent, didn't speak, but would smile, and sometimes, if it was cold, would tuck us in. We had very little activity from him. He just got used to it. So that day was the first time that I had ever been left alone. Allie and I were curled up on the couch and were reading my book when suddenly Allie jumped up and started growling. Allie never growled and was the sweetest ghost dog to everyone. This incident, though, she was growling and began snarling with the hairs on her back standing completely on edge. And I finally dared to look upon to see what she was upset about. In the corner of the room was a figure standing in the doorway. At first, I thought it was the older gent, but this gave off a horrible vibe. I was frozen 
and didn't know what to do as I had never seen anything like this before. Allie was still going nuts and standing in front of me in a protective way. All I could do was stare. When out of nowhere, the thing was sucked backwards up the stairs and Allie came back over to me, still growling but calmer. I thought it was over. was about to go back to my book when a big 100-pound oak door that went between the living room and I was in and the stairs slammed shut and then opened and all the doors in my house began to follow suit. All the doors kept opening, closing. I screamed because I couldn't see anything causing this and Allie was going nuts. My neighbor was home and heard my screams and cries for help. She ran over and saw the doors inside my home opening and closing on their own. She was able to get our back door open and grab me and the dog and we bolted back to her place. As soon as we were out of the house, I felt instantly better. When my mother came home and I heard what had happened, she thanked our neighbor and brought me home. She sat down and told me that she was not leaving me alone again and apologized. I didn't understand why it wasn't her fault. That night, as I was falling asleep in my bed, the old gent came into my room and sat on my bed. I wasn't scared, but I was on edge given the day's events. I asked him if there was anything I could do for him, and he leaned over me and whispered in my ear, The bad man is gone for now. Be careful. They were the only words he ever spoke to me. To this day, I'm cautious about any shadow people, but I do not doubt that I was approached by something far worse than the friendly spirits. I had met before. Well, it's nice to have some uh, something dead looking out for you from the well, other dead things. It's so interesting to me because, like, and we've heard stories like this before, and maybe it's kind of in the telling of it, <clears throat> excuse me, in that it's just one story and it's not capturing the whole experience of living in that house. But seriously, that old dude would scare the crap out of me. Oh, yeah. Like, even if he does seem paternal and grandfatherly and and he'd make a real great grandpa in real life, it's still he's dead. And the fact that he'd whisper something in your ear, like, I find that horrifying and scary. And you're a kid. And, you know, and I, and I think that, you know, lots of us have been places where you felt something was there and you weren't. weren't you know, and maybe you got it kind of a good feeling, but if you're home after having the doors open and shut and open and shut and open and shut, then the old guy walks in, I'd be like, I can't like y'all got to go away for a while. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I just think it's so interesting that people will tell these stories and they seem kind of okay with it. And I'm like, how do you get to be okay with it? I mean, I just don't think I could do that. I don't know if it's just, it's time that you just kind of become, you know, numb to numb. it, maybe. I mean, I mean, think of any sort of like, you know, traumatic news that you, you know, that you, you've gotten in your life. But prior to that, you would have been like, oh my God, I don't know how I would handle it. That'd be horrible if that happened or this, you know, we went through that. And then it happens and it's like, well, okay, well, it's not, you know. I guess it didn't sting quite as bad, or maybe it did, but I've already, I'm so used to it now. That. But I don't know, because I lived in a haunted house, and it was like, and I don't feel like whatever it was was really super friendly. Like, and I do think it did things to scare us. Mm -hmm. But when she said, you know, the neighbor came over and got her, and then she felt safe out of the house, I remember feeling like that, safe, I'm out of the house. Yeah. And it can't touch me out there. Like, so I could really connect to that. But it wasn't like anybody ever, like, 
hurt me, mm-hmm. but I was scared of it. So maybe that's why I, I'm just the way I am. I'm very kind of closed off to anything like being around and being okay with living in harmony with mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I don't know. And because cause yours yeah. wasn't the most pleasant of things. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't the worst thing. It wasn't like Amityville horror, but, and I don't think some of that, and especially in the subsequent movies, it's <laughs> necessarily true. No, the subsequent it movies were all out yeah. there. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't know, after, after that, and then just being like, and then the old guy came into my room that night. I just, I'd be like, I can't with you. I can't. <laughs> Did, didn't we go over the Amityville horror movies on this show once, or was that was it on a different show with somebody else? Oh, you and I did. Yeah, because well, I had recently watched one. Yeah, and they are so like the first one's pretty scary, and then they just go for the absurd. Oh yeah, it gets completely it's just absurd. absurd. And the what what baffles me about these B rate? It's not even B rate movies. They're like C or D. It's like, okay, somebody funded this. Somebody exactly. thought there's going to, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to do like the math in my mind of like what it costs just to make one of these things. And like, how on earth are you planning on making any of that back? Just knowing how people view things. And I, I can't believe that there's that much of an audience. Well, it's for, because it's in the Amityville franchise. But most and people, so it's like, we can make some money. The thing is, people will see anything we put out. I don't know. I mean, unless there's just that big of a kind of a cult following for bad movies, maybe there is. There is definitely that. Yeah, and maybe that's what it goes into is is it's trying to make money on that audience uh, and just try and be bad. I I don't know. It's hard. uh, It's hard to beat bad, bad, bad movies. Have you ever seen Troll Two? No. That's the. And there's a documentary about how bad Troll 2 is as well. And just it, it, the documentary you should watch first and then watch Troll 2. It's like, it's horrible. You'll never get those hours back, but it's entertaining. It's that bad. It's oh, my kind of thing. Yeah, it's the and the um, the documentary is very interesting. It's it's it's, it's similar in vain to um, uh, the guy who did the the Winnebago Man documentary. Have you seen that? No. You got to see that. I just gave you two. I don't even have a. I need to make a list. Two golden documentaries right there that I think you'd thoroughly enjoy. I need to get on it. Winnebago Man and uh, look up the Troll 2 documentary. All right. That's going to wrap up today's episode of the program. If you like us, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. We call them EPPs at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Get access to all the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, and more. Ghostpodcast.com or over at patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Until next time, for Carol, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. <laughs> <laughs>